Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we're grateful that you've joined us for this podcast. Uh, As we begin, Lisa and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you uh, to those of you listening from uh, literally around the world. Uh, We've just discovered different areas and places and also uh, from across the country, the United States. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, It is such a privilege to be able to have these conversations with you along the way. Yeah, it's amazing to to realize that we are all, you know, on this journey of marriage and that there are so many similarities, even through different cultures and countries and around the world that we have these same conversations um, and same difficulties and same patterns that we are trying to work through as couples and staying connected. And so it's, it is a privilege and an honor to be in conversation with all of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that word journey uh, and the word together, that we're in this journey together, uh, that even after a few decades of, of being married, we are still in process. And I think that's true, hopefully, for most, if not all of us, that we would uh, celebrate. And it might be a curious word that we would use, but to actually celebrate being in process, that it's not something that we have fully figured out uh, or fully uh, understood about how to navigate it well. And and our hope in these conversations with you is to just create a bit of insight, a bit of awareness, uh, a bit of uh, light into some of the maybe darker places that we struggle with and struggle in. And one of those particular areas is uh, this, this conversation today is uh, based on the title of this podcast, uh, I'm Sorry But, and then dot, dot, dot. Uh, it is a common phrase that we use in marriage uh, it's a common phrase that I think couples that are struggling, uh, that I see therapeutically or having difficulty in maybe some communication or conflict, it's just a common phrase. Uh, and it's often a phrase we use to try to hurry the other out of their pain, out of their hurt, out of their frustration, out of their disappointment, whatever it might be. And so we want to have this conversation with you around how might we navigate sorrow well. Because I'm sorry is actually an expression of sorrow. That's that's literally what it's meant to be. Uh, but here's the bind, or and or here's what's difficult. It's that when we cause our other, the other, when we cause pain, when we cause hurt, when we create pain, when we create hurt, uh, and we become aware of it, it's almost unbearable. Because something gets tapped inside of us in a way of, uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I've I've not said something well, or I have not done something well, and mm-hmm. and sometimes we just don't know how to react to those moments very well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a an apology, but with a defensiveness tacked on the end. Like I'm sorry that I'm late, but here's all the reasons why I was late. I have really good reasons for it. Um, so we we're trying to like make a rationale for why it is that we just hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way simply to. Maybe minimize the pain of the moment. Uh, it's a way to hurry up and get out of the pain. Uh, maybe a helpful image is mm, from a like a child's perspective. You know, when a child is wounded, maybe they've scraped their knee fairly uh, badly. Um, it's not just a surface scratch, but you know, we'll just say a little bit deeper. And maybe for many of us, and this could have been true in our own story, or sometimes even maybe we might watch a scene like that and we see a. A, a parent or a caregiver with good intent 
it's they it's this idea of oh here's a band-aid and and not that 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 always happens i'm not saying that but the imagery of that is it doesn't really help it might help in the moment but the one offering a band-aid it it's really an it is an attempt to help and yet it's not that helpful because we crave and literally need the other to be attuned just for a moment. Something along the lines of, oh yeah, oh, I could say that was really hard for you. I could say that was really hurt, how that really hurts you, et cetera. Something along those lines. Similar to maybe <clears throat> if a child hurt themselves and and you, you stop for a moment and we just like offer care. Mm-hmm. Like, let me look at it. Let right. me see. Oh, let's yeah. check it out. Let's, you know, just taking the few extra moments to... To, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And not just slap the bandit on and keep going. You right. know, it's just more of a, a pause. A, a pause. So it's a similar pause that we're right. talking about. I think. Right. I think we like the word tender or tenderness. There's a there's a tenderness toward the other in the midst of the pain. But here's the difficulty. That's so difficult to do it's or very offer counterintuitive, it's counterintuitive in the when we are the one that has caused the pain. It's one thing when we see the other in pain that we haven't caused for us to offer tenderness. It's another thing, completely different, if not. I'm not saying impossible, but close to impossible to offer tenderness in the moment to the one that we have hurt or harmed. Uh, for example, Lisa uh, was gone. You were gone this last weekend. Uh, you were with the girls. She went down to see her parents, and and I was home alone. And oh, it was. I'll just say it was nice. It was <laughs> Otis, my our golden retriever. We hung out. March Madness basketball. Good times. Got some projects done. It, it was just a good moment to be able to accomplish some things. Well, one of those things that I was accomplishing was taking care of our upstairs bathroom. Had to repair some things. And and Ellie, our daughter, walks in. First thing she says is, I'm going to take a shower. And my immediate, this is immediate, you can't take a shower. I think you said for a couple days. I, he was repairing the ceiling in the shower. I did, did I say a couple of days? I don't okay. know. Whatever yeah, I, I said, it didn't go days. well. Uh, Elliot was bothered. I think you were irritated, a little frustrated uh, with me as well. My my tone of voice. And this is within maybe three minutes of you walking in the door from being on over a weekend. A s- side note to this is I, I think for many couples, they we struggle in the return, quote unquote return. That And, and we won't spend too much more time in this, but just to acknowledge returns are sometimes difficult for couples. They're because numerous reasons, but one of them primarily is expectations. We might have different expectations in the return. They are often unspoken and unsaid. But I think for us, that has been true historically. We we tend to, for some reason, struggle in the return. I think we're aware of that. We know that. It's almost, I wouldn't say it's almost as if we expect it, uh, but, but I think for Lisa and I, that is a common pattern. I think for many couples, just to be aware that, that that is a familiar common dynamic for yeah. couples. I think we should have a whole different podcast to talk about that because I think we have done things differently in preparation for those homecoming yeah. times. So Yeah, I think that's a good point. Is let's let's be intentional about that being uh maybe perhaps even the next conversation. Okay, so so Lisa walks in the door. That's the first thing I said, is within two minutes, you can't take a shower upstairs. Then you Lisa I would say you were you were upset because I didn't use two things. I didn't use a kind voice, uh, and the other, the second thing was I. What would you say? I don't know. You're looking at me like she really needed a shower. <laughs> so what? Ellie really needed a shower, uh, and and I want to highlight 
that sometimes we cause pain. I spoke in a way that was harsh, and I think you you said to me, she can't take a shower? Uh, and I said, no, she can't take a shower. I, I've been working. You know this. I've been working on the bathroom. How, yeah, could, how but, could you not know this? Yeah, there was a whole conversation. There was a whole about, conversation. Why don't you know what why I've been doing? Why don't you know what I, I've told you? I've been, I've shared with you the work that I've been doing. And, 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 and it was about maybe 20 seconds into it where you be, I think at least this is common for many of us as we begin to shut down, we just be go silent. We withdraw. And I had realized in that moment that I had hurt your feelings, that I was like, I wasn't being kind. And, and maybe it was like, I think when we're gone to the whole, he gets the whole house clean yeah. and it's like, here we come in with all our bags and our luggage. And I think there's this feeling like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're coming into my, I've gotten everything just so. And I could feel this frustration, you know, and it was kind of like, well, here we are, you know, do you want to see us? So and within those minutes, you had said something like, well, why are you talking like that to me? And I said, I'm, and here, here's the, why, why we're talking, I'm sorry, but this is what I said. I'm sorry, but now what we want to highlight in that moment is that what, what is happening for us when we want to use that word, but I think what's happening is that we cannot bear the pain that we have caused the other. That's part of the reason that we use that word. We want to somehow rationalize why we said what we said, how we said what we said, why we did what we did, how we did what we did. That it's a way to try to minimize pain. It's a way to try to, in a way, dismiss it. Right, just kind of making sense of it. Like, well, I'm sorry, but I've done all this work and you should you should understand, you should know, you, you know. So it kind of like a rationalizing for the way that I spoke. Right, which... We might think that's helpful, but it's actually not. It's just kind of, it's a way to protect ourselves, sure I think. It and it's just so, um, it's just such a knee jerk reaction. Like, well, I have good reason here. Let me explain to you, you know, which only makes the one that is hearing it feel even more frustrated or misunderstood or. So what, what would you say happened for you when I said, but when I said, I'm sorry, but what happened next? I don't know. I feel like there was no room. Well, the the I'm sorry got lost mm-hmm. for one thing, and yeah. then there was kind of no room to acknowledge. Wow, that was kind of hurtful when we came home, and and all of a sudden now we're having this harsh voice, and you're frustrated, and we didn't have any room to. I don't know. Have our feeling like there was no room for you to be disappointed or frustrated or something like that. That Ellie couldn't use the shower. Is, is right, that fair? Right. Okay, and and I think. I mean that that is a that's a common familiar experience for most couples in everyday life. There there are obviously more we could say more uh, complex scenarios where I'm sorry but enters in and and those those are just as true for us and are just as true I think for many of you listening as we say I'm sorry but as a way to somehow get hurry up hurry out of the pain just almost like what a bandaid does for for a deep wound. It's hurry, hurry up. We're, we're fine. We're good. Uh, because we cannot, I could not bear the disappointment, the frustration uh, that I had actually just spoken unkindly, that I had just said something that wasn't very nice. <laughs> that, And when I, when I, you, we can read or see that we've caused pain, it, it's unbearable. Uh, we, we don't want to intentionally harm the other. When we do, uh, when we are aware of it, it it's so difficult to stay connected to the pain of it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you know, I mean, there's all the reasons why this happens, right? I mean, I think we came in kind of extra tired. When I called on my drive, I was extra tired. So I think you were kind of like, oh, you sounded spent. And so there's all kind of reasons why you might have felt frustrated before we even walked in the door, which again, we're going to talk on the next podcast about. But so there's already some, you know, some things going on, some complexities between us when this happens usually. So it's, it's not usually straightforward, you know, cut and dried, but it's, it happens. It happens all the time, right? Okay. I'm sorry, but I needed to do this. I'm sorry, but I, you, you know, you didn't do what I asked you to do or whatever it is. So there's just, these things happen all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, it's important to maybe have the space after we say, I'm sorry. And that's what I think that's what we're trying to say is there's just a section, this moment of time after we say, I'm sorry to just leave a pause for feeling actually communicating that sorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so tempting to believe that we ought to be able to stay connected to sorrow in the moment uh, without minimizing it. And, and I, we want to say it's, it's virtually, I wouldn't say it's impossible. It's close to it. And that for us to simply, to linger in the pain in that very moment, uh, you might think that after years of doing this work, this relational work with couples and, you know, being focused on, on it, even in our own marriage at times, uh, it, 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 it's almost, I want to say, use this word again, almost unbearable to be aware of the hurt that we have caused the other or the pain that we have caused the other. And it, it, I'm sorry, but sometimes is it is actually, in, on one hand, a way to try to care for the other. We want to do something about the pain, and the way we sometimes do something about it is we try to hurry up and get out of it, hurry up and get through it. And and all we're what you just named was helpfully says that we are inviting one another just to linger for a moment or two, mm-hmm. either in that moment or, or or soon thereafter. And and that's what happened for us. It I would say it took us another kind of hour or two maybe, and I came back to you and I said, shoot, you know, uh, can we check in? Can we try it again? Can we have a redo? Uh, Which are different things that we've talked about in different ways before, but let's try again. Because I don't think we, for any of us, recover well when we ignore the pain, when we minimize it. So the return to it is helpful. The return to it of, hey, shoot, you know, I can see how that was hard for you. I, I spoke unkindly. Uh, I, I, I was, my, my words were harsh. And that, that's really all that we're asking one another in moments like that. It's not that it ought not to occur, meaning, of course, I'm going to be unkind at times. Of course, I'm going to say things that aren't helpful, that aren't kind to you. Right. And there were things going on for you that felt frustrating because this was a big project that you weren't really planning on. One thing led to another. So you were frustrated, like, no, you can't use the shower, mm-hmm. you know? And so later, even later, we could unpack that too. Right. I mean, so later we could say, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to do this project that took longer than you thought. And, but in the moment, you know, the first thing is addressed. Mm-hmm. And I think doing the redo and being able to say, cause I think for me, I just needed to acknowledge like, wow, that was pretty harsh and I could have been kinder and I'm sorry for that. And can we sit in that for a minute? Mm -hmm. And I think what's hard about that is when we know that we've caused pain for whatever reason, we're, we're late to an important event or, um, we didn't 
you know, do whatever the other had asked us to do and, or whatever it is. And we are like, sorry. And we want to just kind of, we don't want to sit in that feeling of sorrow because uh, we uh, feel bad. Right. And I wonder why that might be. What would you say? We don't want to linger or stay in it because. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think we can start to just feel bad. Why didn't I, why did I do that? Right. I shouldn't have done that. We can, we can go into shame. We can, um, I just, I think as humans, we don't want to stay in that very long. And so we move through it really quickly mm-hmm. and we try to hope nobody caught that or nobody mm-hmm. noticed. And <laughs> can we just go into the explanation really quick mm-hmm. so that people won't notice? And yet when you're the one that's being said, sorry to, but all you really want is some airtime, right? We just want to be seen. We want to say, wow, that wasn't very nice of me. That's that's enough. I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, in that moment, because mm-hmm. it was a minor offense. I think for bigger issues, I think right. people, whatever our complexities, we might need a whole day or a couple days of, of just holding back and saying, yeah, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know. What, tell me what you need. Tell me what that was like for you. You know, we, we might get to a place where we can say that again, not probably in the moment, but yeah. later on. Yeah. I think what you just said too, around, uh, lingering, lingering in it for more than just that moment. Uh, maybe it, it takes a bit longer. Maybe Recovery, you check in again at right. dinner. Like, how are you doing with that? Right. I'm, you know, Recovery takes however long it needs to take. And that's right. an important The bigger the part. offense, right. the longer it's going to take. Yeah. And for many couples, and I think this has true, been true for us, is that sometimes we want to hurry it along. Uh, but when we have been injured, just like in any other injury, the time is part of what is what heals. And we can't rush recovery, nor can we rush relational injury. Mm-hmm. Being spoken to unkindly, it's, there's a sense of feeling injured. Uh, and so we don't want literally our spouse to feel the pain. And so we try to hurry it and we hurry it along by minimizing it, by dismissing it, by, but, but I said, I was sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, that that's actually not that helpful. If ever helpful Mm -hmm. to remind the other, we've already said, sorry. I think the, the, the expression of I'm sorry is literally an expression of sorrow and, and how we stay connected to sorrow is a, such a, an, an important part of any dynamic, any relationship, but particular in marriage. It's how we stay connected to the sorrow. I can see how that was really hard for you. I, yeah, I, I get that you're still upset by that. Now, that, that takes a freaking amount of courage to name and or stay connected to. Because when we're aware of the pain that the other still might feel, we don't feel very good about ourselves. That's just a natural human response. Some of us might believe, oh, fine, you know, you'd be upset. You'd be, you can still feel hurt. And we can pretend that we're not affected or impacted by it, but we are. A way that we've coped with it might have been similar to what is true in our own story. I think for many of us, we might have grown up in a family or a story or experiences where pain was minimized, uh, pain yeah. was mocked, pain was somehow dismissed. You're fine. What's the big deal? You ought not to be upset about that. And sometimes I think we carry that into marriage. That's mm-hmm. not true for all of us, but for some of us. Mm-hmm. That we we have, we struggle in knowing how to linger just for a moment or two. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we can't bear the pain of it. No. Um, and especially, I think, you know, you've worked with a lot of couples with even greater offenses where there's been a, you know, breach in the marriage. And, right. And, it's a form of betrayal in right? some way. Right. And mm-hmm. these things can take... Years. Years. I mean, and to sit in the pain of it, which is 
really, really vulnerable and really hard and, um, and not try to hurry up the other, you know, aren't you, how many times do I have to say, I'm sorry? Like how, how much longer do you need? And we need what we need, you know, it's, if we're not feeling healed. And so to be able to sit and wait and be able to check in and say, you know, I'm still really sorry about that. Um, and be able to keep that dialogue open for as long as we need to. Mm -hmm. The difficulty in that when our spouse is still in pain or still maybe, maybe is triggered, maybe they're still feeling upset. They're still feeling hurt, whether that was something that occurred an hour ago or 10 years ago, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, what matters is how we react and respond to the other when they somehow reveal pain that is lingering, hurt that is lingering, disappointment that is lingering. Uh, if, if there was a, some form of betrayal, some form of addiction, something that, that caused significant distress in marriage, there is, there is a lingering of pain uh, that, that we long to be attended to, attuned to. And, and sorrow is a way to stay connected. Uh, sorrow, the expression of sorrow is a way to communicate attunement. An expression of sorrow is actually a way to linger. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, it's not said in a way that's meant to dismiss, ignore, or minimize. It's actually part of the healing. Yeah. And, and I think not in all circumstances. I mean, some people, you know, there's all different, um, you know, situations here, but I think that sometimes if there hasn't been that lingering in sorrow, then it's harder for the person to feel over whatever it is, you know, and, and that sometimes it doesn't take that much, you know, it doesn't mm. take very much. Cause I think we get afraid like, Oh no, I, what am I going to do? I can't make this better. But to just to be able to say, you're still really feeling hurt, aren't you? And I'm really, I'm really, I want to acknowledge that I see you, mm -hmm. you know, I see your pain. And, and sometimes we just haven't done that. And, and by just saying that it can be very healing Yeah, and here, it can be simple. It, it can be simple. I think for many of you listening, you might, you might wonder out loud or even internally, is that enough? Is that all it takes? And, and we're saying yes, for that moment, it can be moments that are built upon other moments. Uh, that that what you just named, it's it's a lingering in the tenderness, and and for many of us that we just might not think that's enough, but it is enough, right? Or we don't want to bring it up because right. we don't want to have this whole conversation. But it's it's amazing how powerful it is. Just having even if you bring up kind of out of the blue, like I've noticed that you seem to be really still struggling with this, and I just want to know. I want you to know I see you, and I'm sorry. And I of course I can't undo it. I can't do anything about it, but I see you. Mm -hmm. And just having a silence right there, right. you know, where they can say or feel, and it is risky. It is risky uh, because sometimes our fear is that the other will say, n n n what, "What are you talking about? Uh, you, you don't know the pain I feel. You, you you can't relate." So sometimes our our attempt to offer sorrow might be rebuffed, and and we want to be aware of that. We want to at least have a conversation about that. For those of you listening, maybe that's part of the ambivalence. Maybe that's part of the hesitancy. The last thing we just want to highlight is that sometimes we're not able to linger in the sorrow in the moment. And, and our invitation is that at some point, will you choose to return to it? That's, that is key to repair. That is key to reconnection. It's not so much about those moments that occur that we've caused pain. Yes, that's important. That's just as important as what we're saying next, is how will we choose to return to it? I'm sorry, but is sometimes a way to cope with the pain in the moment. Of course it is. But when we are aware and when we realize that the other is still in pain and that we have somehow minimized it, will we be intentional about returning to it 
with the hope of lingering and being able to stay connected to the sorrow in the moment. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>